Hey friends, we are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One With Friends podcast and our normal episode flow. We are getting back <laughs> finally into finally. season seven. Yes. I do want to say a quick apology for the winners of our giveaway. We have not reached out yet. I, Leanne, am getting ready. By the time you're listening to this episode, if you listen to it in real time on Thursday at the drop, I will be on my way to my reading weekend that I'm hosting with my friends, and I have had zero capacity to reach out, get y'all's addresses, figure out how to get these nifty gifties to you. But I promise when I am back, I will rectify the situation. So just wanted to give a quick disclaimer. We have not forgotten about you. I see your DMs. I see them in there. I just haven't been able to get to it yet. Um, Okay, let's get into this episode. We're going straight to it today. Yeah. So this week we watched season seven, episode 10, titled The One with the Holiday Armadillo which aired on December 14th of 2000. This was written by Greg Mallins, directed by Gary Halverson. Ross wants to introduce his son, Ben, to Hanukkah in order to entice Rachel to move back into their refurbished apartment. Phoebe must drive a wedge between Rachel and her current roomie, Joey. I will say Holiday Armadillo is a very fun episode to jump back into. Oh, I for sure. was thrilled that this episode is coming up. And typically the way that our normal flow has been, we haven't been able to really do a holiday episode near the holidays, just because we're usually ending a season at the end of a year. Yeah. And so that makes our holiday seasons sort of off. So just the fact that it's November, we are at least staring down the barrel of the holiday season, and the fact that we're doing ho- holiday armadillo right now is awesome. So, um, okay, the soft open. Uh, we start off. Chandler got reservations to celebrate their a betrothal. Phoebe comes in and decorates with a skull, uh, fitting for an episode so close to Halloween that has just yeah. passed. When. They ask about it. She says it's her mom's, which freaks Rachel out. But it turns out it was a Christmas decoration that she put out to remind people that people still die over the holidays. So Rosh joins the group and announces that he has been for Christmas this year. And he's going to teach him all about Hanukkah. Joey comes out of the bathroom, which no one knew he was in. And that pretty much kicks us off with the soft open yeah i will say the end of the beginning credits has all a bunch of chandler in them and it felt so fitting as we remembered him during our last week's episode and it just felt that those credits the last three or four clips were all of chandler and i loved it it felt so sweet nice were you watching it on hbo No, um, I have the DVDs, remember? Oh, right, yeah. Um, Yeah, no, that's that's good. Um, I think I say this every Christmas episode, but I love the apartment decorated for Christmas. Oh, I know. Even though, like, it's very, like, 90s decoration, like, I still love it. It's just, 
I, I maybe it's just the older I get, the more I love like the Christmas holiday and like the nostalgia of like the holiday. So uh-huh. I just loved seeing that. That opens up a really great conversation because some of my coworkers have been having it lately. I used to be a stickler that you could not listen to music, decorate, anything until after Thanksgiving. And then my mom died. And I think that I just needed some happiness in my life. And I started noticing that when people would talk about it over the last several years, I've just noticed that I don't have as strong of an opinion about that anymore. And I bought my tree last week and am planning on putting it up on Monday. Like the Monday this episode, after this episode comes out, I will be putting up my Christmas tree. Yeah. Honestly. And I'm really excited. I'm really excited about it. I (laughs) I can't wait. I feel like I was the same. Like I used to be pretty like opinionative. Adamant. Of like when you should start listening to it. But like, and I don't know, because I just had this conversation with one of my roommates the other day, um, because we're going to... A Christmas concert at the end of November. It's literally two days after Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. And she's like, I'm not going to have a whole lot of time to prepare for it because I don't listen to Christmas music until after Thanksgiving. I was like, ah. oh, you're one of those people that's like very strong about it. And she's like, yeah. Yeah. Have you already started listening? And I was like, I've been listening to it for like a couple of weeks. Like, <laughs> yes. And honestly, I don't know if it's just because I live... I think part of it is I live in Florida where there is really no season change. I mean, it's finally fall for us here. Um, yeah. But like, I feel like I don't get in the Christmas spirit unless I force myself into it. So mm. I'm not going to just enjoy a holiday for like three weeks. I would rather enjoy it, especially this holiday where things are so pretty and the outside doesn't really remind me of Christmas since I grew up in a place that got cold and had snow. Right. So. I don't know. It For me, it's just, like, nostalgia, too. Like, I've been seeing all the reels of, like, people posting, like, early 2000s, like, this time period um, of, Ooh. like, their Christmases and all of that. And I'm like, I miss that. Like, why do I miss that? But I do. Yeah. So, yeah. I won't apologize for listening to Christmas music already. I just think that who cares when exactly. people decorate? Yeah. I I used to want to die on that hill that you cannot listen to it or decorate before. And now I'm like, who cares? Who cares if that if person finds you joy? Happy, it makes you happy. And if that person finds joy, who am I to say that, that it, it just feels so mind your own business type? situation yeah i'm currently i'm currently staring at like three velvet like pumpkins on my desk and my christmas tree is right on the floor next to it so like yes it's fall and christmas okay it is yes let 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 people do their thing right you don't just because someone else does doesn't mean you have like doesn't mean you have to adapt it or whatever but like let them do their thing you do you it doesn't mean that you have to accept it for yourself you know right Cool. Okay. The main part of the episode. We start off in the cafe and Chandler and Monica are sitting at the cafe and Chandler asks if she is going to change her last name when they're married and she says no. Phoebe comes in to let them know that she'll be moving out soon as her apartment is almost ready to move back into. 
And she's about to go tell Rachel, but then Chandler wonders just aloud if Rachel will actually want to move back in with Phoebe since she's having such a good time at Joey's. And Phoebe does not like this, and it no. sets off the whole storyline between Phoebe, Rachel, and Joey. Yeah, so have you ever thought about not changing your last name? Oh, no. I am 100% conservative when it comes to that. Okay, cool. I I will 100% change my last name. Yeah, never, same. Never a doubt, never a question. Cool, just curious. Are you the same? Oh, yeah, I'm... I'm, I've already, I've already like said to people like my last name better have five letters or less because I'm done with a yes, long I last do, name. I do know that. Yes, I remember that. Yes. Yeah, so. I also have set up my personal Instagram in such a way that it doesn't have my last name on it because I knew I would change it someday and I didn't want my entire yeah. Instagram to have to change later. Yeah, that makes sense. So I already set my, I have always had the same opinion on that and it will not change (laughs) at all. Nice. Um, So we follow this, the start of the kickoff of the storyline. We quickly go over to Joey's and the cards have been played. Phoebe got Joey a set of drums and we know she has hedged her bet. She has played her hand. She is trying to get Rachel automatically without even talking to her. She feels like she has to play Rachel into getting annoyed with Joey to the point where she's ready to move out by the time she mentions it. So she buys Joey a drum set for Christmas. Which really is more of a nuisance for the entire building because they live in an apartment than it is. Yeah, they do mention that that later. Yeah, (laughs) They, they do mention that later for sure. At the dinner, so Chandler and Monica... Back up one more thing. The Magna Doodle. Oh, yeah. It's very quick, but it looks like birds taking off from a field. At least that's what I gather. Okay. Nice. Yeah, random. Random. Um, All right. Uh, Chandler and Monica have gone to their dinner. They go to the reservation, and... What's interesting about this is it's not really a reservation if they have to wait 45 minutes for the table. I didn't understand that. (laughs) Not really. I didn't understand the entirety. Why would you call ahead for a reservation and then not And then get there and still have to. Like, I I understand waiting like a couple of minutes, but. Sure. While they clean, while they rotate, turn and burn, all that stuff. Yeah. The. They talk with the guy about a late table but that would make them late to the music man so monica says he's got to give the guy money but chandler fumbles the exchange and that's sort of gonna be its own runner yeah i would say it's not even a storyline it's just kind of a humor runner throughout the episode but we'll keep bumping back and forth between some of the other storylines and then this flailing attempt at trying to be smooth and cool and you know savvy with with the money so we go to ross's apartment and we catch up with him for to really start off his i mean we saw him at the beginning of the episode but this really launches his storyline he's having a good time with ben and ross is going to teach ben about hanukkah which is a jewish holiday and ross gives us as much history as he can while being interrupted by ben on a pretty consistent basis 
Now, Ben takes the absence of Santa as him being bad that year. Oh, so sad. Which is, it puts Ross in a really, it's between a rock and a hard place. He's trying to teach him about their culture, where they came from. And yet, the singular thought of a kid is Santa's not going to come, which means that I've been a bad boy all year which is so sad and so ross kind of has to cave in his attempts to only have it be hanukkah focused he sort of is gonna have to play both sides yeah for sure so like i mentioned back at the dinner we catch up monica is still coaching chandler on how to grease the palms of people and richard is still somehow coming up in conversation (laughs) which chandler does not like at all and Chandler tries again, he fumbles again, and it's another failure. We catch up back in Joey's. Phoebe approaches Joey's apartment, and she can hear the drums being played. And you can (laughs) tell by the look on her face that she thinks she has won. Yeah. She, because the playing is bad, it does not sound good, but she steps in the door to find Rachel playing and having a great time, which is much to her dismay. So she almost automatically retreats because now she has to come up with another idea to try and get her to be okay with moving out (laughs) and to not have fun with Joey. Okay. So so one, one, there's like one little goof in the scene when Phoebe walks into the apartment and she finds Uh Rachel playing the drums. The door behind her is closed. Like she closes the door but then when mm-hmm. she turns around to leave after they're done showing her the song they learned, the door's already open. So oh. there was like an obvious like difference in take and one take she closed it, one she didn't. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Downstairs the cafe. Some of the group is hanging out in the cafe, and when Gunther drops off the coffee, we see Chandler reaching for a handshake. And for a tiny instant, you think that he's going to nail the handoff, but then a ton of coins fall out of his fingers. (laughs) Terrible. It's just not the right mode of transference for change. No. Uh, And then as Joey leaves with the coins (laughs) he kind of tags phoebe into the scene by giving her the coins as part of a like repayment of some sort and then chandler harangues phoebe for buying a present that disturbs the entire complex and phoebe confesses her scheme um okay Then back up at Joey's, Joey has gotten himself a pair of goggles to protect his eyes when Phoebe comes in to reveal that she got him yet another present, a tarantula. I can't watch this part. (laughs) But guess what? Rachel loves them, and Joey and Phoebe are the ones who are scared. So Phoebe is, she's on strike two. She is straight up striking out. She finally breaks down and reveals everything she was trying to do and told her the fear of her not wanting to live with her. And she says, you should have talked to me about it. I absolutely like want to. And so they decide to go see the apartment. Meanwhile, we cut to Ross who is in the costume shop. Hold on, it's going to be one sec. Go back to, so Joey's at Joey's, she brings the spider in. Rachel's not a normal girl. Um, 
the spider was not real, obviously. But in case people wonder when they're watching the show, it's not a real spider in that cage. Okay. Um, and also, so it, I just find it funny that like Rachel's not afraid of spiders or says she's not afraid of like that one at least. Um, but at the very end when she's getting rid of the sticks to like deter Joey from playing the drums, she opens and shuts that lid so fast in a way that's like, I don't want the spider to get out. Mm. So it's just like, I don't know if that's just like maybe part of Jennifer Aniston was like, I don't want to like deal with this or I don't know. I just found it weird. Like if you're not really, if you're kind of okay with it, then like you wouldn't have cared to like open it, put them in and like close it kind of in a normal manner. But just a little acting thing, I think. Okay. Yeah, that's a good call out. So, okay. Back at the costume shop. I laughed out loud at this. Ross comes in and the guy goes, you here to return those pants? <laughs> yes. He's like, no, these are my pants. <laughs> it just caught me. And there's like the, the pause. Bone. The pause. The guy was like, uh, okay. And how quickly he asked him. I mean, he had barely gotten to the counter before yeah. he was asking him if he was returning the pants. Um, so Ross is asking hey do you happen to have a christmas outfit and he or santa outfit and he says two days before christmas so you you know it's going to be a no and and yet i think it's the very next scene right ross reveals the holiday armadillo yeah monica and ben it cuts to him knocking yes that's right okay because they're wanting you to realize two days before Christmas, and then all of a sudden he comes in as a holiday armadillo. Yeah. So he says that he represents, he's the southern states and Mexico representative (laughs) for for Santa, which is hilarious to think of because they're in New York. Yeah. But so that means that the southern states representative would have had to leave his post to go to New York to hang out with Ben on Santa's behalf. It's just a little funny. So he says, Merry Christmas. Ben says he's part Jewish and it thrills Ross that he heard his lesson. He, we can tell that Ben actually paid attention because he says, I'm half Jewish. So he starts to share about the Maccabees. He wants him to teach him. And right as he gets to the exact same part that he had to stop earlier, Chandler comes in dressed as Santa, which effectively steals Ross's attention like the attention from ross which is a big bummer for him so after much confusion between ross and chandler both trying to play these characters ben asks if the holiday armadillo brought any gifts for ben when he says yes he tries to also give him or yes if santa got him if santa sorry i don't know why i said that if santa brought him any gifts And when he tries to also give him the money handshake and it fails again. So Chandler just cannot get this money drop situation handled. What's really interesting is I think it was really hard for them to fake not being able to do it. Yeah. Because it seems like Ben pulls away in the character who played Ben kind of pulls away to make the drop happen. But it looked like Chandler's hand actually had it in the right position. So, uh, 
the the group kind of regroups in the kitchen while Ben opens his gifts and Ross wants Chandler to leave and he agrees that he will but Monica wants him to keep the suit for a little bit longer (laughs) (laughs) so weird but okay she's like keep the suit (laughs) but Ben wants the holiday armadillo to leave and just as Ross is agreeing to leave Santa says that he'll stay only as long as he gets to learn about Hanukkah and asks if Ben will join him to learn. It's such a cute moment. It's Chandler showing up for Ross as a good friend. It's not a competition thing. He sees what Ross is trying to do and how he's practically failing at it. And once again, just as they all sit down and (laughs) Ross gets through the same lines that he got through before, Joey comes in in a Superman outfit. And did you notice when he said Merry Christmas, how he almost broke character? No, I didn't. Yeah, he comes and he's like, Merry Christmas. And he just like, you can tell he's trying oh, not to smiles. laugh. He yeah. like smiles really big. Yeah. Okay. Then across the hall in the girl's apartment. No, not across the hall. At Phoebe's apartment. Sorry. The room is, they're looking through it. It looks beautiful, but it's empty. You know, it's repainted. All the walls are put together. Everything looks fine. But the bedroom that was made into a two-bedroom, but then because of the renovation and the original blueprints got turned back into a one-bedroom, Phoebe is now going to live there alone, and Rachel is fine to live at Joey's. So they do it under the guise of hearing the grandma speaking to them she's trying to find a way to make phoebe not feel bad about having to rescind the offer to come back and live with her that she is just going to live there by herself so rachel's trying to do her favor um and then takes it like a little one step too far uh because phoebe at one point goes i don't think my grandma would say that is essentially the vibe of, of i don't think that was her now back at the apartment This is the final scene of the main part of the episode. Ross is finishing up the story. Now they're going to light the candles. And I just have to ask, who turned off the lights? Uh, That's a solid question. All of a sudden, the lights turn off, but everybody's at the window. (laughs) Who turned off the main apartment lights? Um, But Rachel and Phoebe walk in and say it looks like the Easter Bunny's funeral. (laughs) Which that one got me too. It's probably the best it does, line in the whole episode. I agree. It just looks so funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and um, and so they light the candles all together, and it's a very Christmassy episode. Yeah. So, so I am not Jewish, so I apologize right now if this is incorrect. But I just I wanted to look up to see. Are like, you going to give us a Jewish deep dive? I mean, it's not a deep dive. Good. Well, um, no, I know. I was really hoping you were going to give some context because I don't, I know a few things about Hanukkah, but I am also not Jewish, so. Yeah, no. So I didn't dive into a story, but it was mostly the the ending with the candles because just because I know that there's like a, there has to be a certain way that they light them, line them up, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my little bit of Googling, somebody mentioned that they actually had the candles lined up incorrectly on here so apparently the candles in the menorah are supposed to be lined up from from the left but in the show they line them up from the right 
Um, no. Wait, opposite. their right or our opposite. right? It should be lined up from the right. They lined it up in the left. Um, it should be there. I Okay. Yeah, because I know we were looking at it backwards. Um, so it could have been right. But uh, I Googled it real quick just to make sure. And they are placed in the menorah from right to left, just as because it kind of symbolizes how Hebrew is written from right to left. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, that's. But then what's confusing right. is then they're lit from the left to the right. So you line them up because oh. you line them up every day for the eight days. And then but you oh. light them from the opposite side. I don't know. It's it's strange. As I said, I'm not Jewish. If this is wrong, Google is telling me wrong things. Um, but. Yeah, and then as they're lighting the candles, the blessings are, like, said. So it's interesting. I applaud Ross for, you know, taking the time to want to teach his son, um, even though they're only half Jewish. But, yeah. If there's nice. any Jewish friends out there that want to call me out on that, like, please do. Yes. If one of you is, or any of you, not just one, it, maybe multiples of you, if you're Jewish and you're, or a practicing Jew, I don't even know how that works. I'm so sorry. Um, but if you have more context and you want to send us in maybe like a quick audio, we can play on the podcast and you can give us a little brief history since all we got was the Maccabee back. Oh my gosh. The Maccabees portion of it. And we got that three times. I'm pretty well versed in the fact that it has to do with the Maccabees, but then we really didn't get any more context. So <laughs> um, let us, yeah, let us know what we missed and uh, we'd love to feature you on an episode because we are getting near the holiday season anyway. Yeah. So it'd be perfect anyways. Okay. The tag, the tag scene. Rachel is putting the spider back in the cage for Joey, and he's still wearing the uniform. Yeah, which, funny enough, Matt LeBlanc was not supposed to be wearing the Superman costume in the scene, but he didn't have time to change, so when he came out of the bedroom, he was still in it. Oh, nice. That's yeah. awesome. Cool. Um, favorite scene? Probably that line from Phoebe, like, what if we just walk in on the Easter Bunny's funeral? And how she followed it up with, um, I understand why Superman's here, but why are the rest of you here? <laughs> Which, <laughs> of all of them, Santa was the one that made the most sense. So right. that is really funny. Yeah. How about you? I think the scene... Oh, I think, I think just the quick costume shop exchange when he says are you here to return the, the pants <laughs> yeah that was good i just i just laughed so hard out loud i forgot that scene entirely i knew he was needing an outfit and how he got there how he got the outfit but i just forgot the exchange and it caught me off guard and it was so funny to me so that's hilarious i loved that so how would you rate it then you know i've always been fond of the holiday armadillo um, I think it's yeah. it's just like an iconic thing that I don't I I just and I don't know maybe I'm just being sentimental, but I'm gonna give this one a um, seven seven seven, um, just because I just remember that I, whether I remember what happened in the episode or not, like I never forget that holiday armadillo, um, mm -hmm. 
That's so true. And I just really like too, like the storyline. Like it, it's Ross going out of his way to try to help his son understand that he's, you know, part Jewish as well as, yeah. you know, celebrating Santa. Like he also has this whole other part of him that he doesn't know about. And so I just applaud Ross for taking that time. And then also the friends like rallying around him to do it too. Like they didn't have to try to find those costumes or even be willing to sit there with them to listen. So I thought that was, it's a good episode. It's a feel good episode. What number did you give it? (laughs) Seven. (laughs) Okay. Now that you say that, I clearly heard you say that. And then I spaced. Um, (laughs) I thought it was a good episode. I wish that some of the other storylines were a little stronger. The Chandler and Monica thing wasn't that strong. I think the Holiday Armadillo storyline carried this episode. Oh, for sure. And... I almost wish I could give it higher. I, I wish I could give it a central perk, but because the other two were so lacking, I don't know if I can. So I will say it is a strong seven, seven, seven. Nice. I agree with you. Okay, post-show wrap-up. Social media spotlight. You know what's really funny, Llewellyn, is we got absolutely roasted by someone on our Facebook Messenger, and I rarely look at our Facebook messages but this person <laughs> this person practically said like i can't recommend this podcast to anybody because you guys say like and um too much <laughs> i did see that yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i sure i was dying reading it because we are 7 seasons in we are not professional broadcasters. We have no intention of being professional broadcasters or podcasters. We do this for fun. And we recognize that we talk a certain way. And it's more comfort to fill in the gaps of where we might be thinking to say like and um. And that is just who we are. So... I can't even promise that we're going to get any better. Again, we are seven seasons in. If we haven't gotten any better by now, I don't know if it's going to. So I'm sorry that you cannot recommend this podcast to your friends because of how, I don't know, incompetent we sound maybe. I don't know. Um, Thank you for listening, I guess, if you made it this far. But I will say, I'm sorry. We're just probably not going to get any better. (laughs) And... Llewellyn, I'll speak for you too, but I think we're okay with that. A hundred percent. Okay. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. I was laughing. Just, I was like, I don't know what I can do. Sorry, guy. Um, and I'm, and again, I'm going to keep saying um and like, so. I will say though, that so many of you reached out to us and responded to a bunch of our Matthew Perry Instagrams. Some of you reached out just to be like, hey, hope you guys are doing okay, Um, since we hadn't posted in a while. So just thank you guys for interacting with us. Yeah, it's been nice, and I've tried to keep up a little bit. Let me see if there's anything specific real quick. Hold on. It has been a while since I've really hopped in here. 
Oh, Llewellyn, did you see the one from uh, Livia Moreno about the song, the States song? Oh, I, I'm looking at it now. I haven't listened to it, no, but. And then Pete Piazza also reached out at the end of August, which I think is when you guys had the really bad hurricanes coming through. He also lives in Florida, I think. He said he got a lot of rain and yard debris, but wanted to know how you fared through the storm. I don't know if you gave like a big descriptor on it. Um, no, I didn't. I did see his note the other day. Sorry, I was just listening to that song. Um, to go back to the first one, that is, I don't know that that's the actual song, but it's close enough. Um, yeah, the states, like the same idea. Sort yeah, of. yeah. The one that I learned, like it was specifically a song, and I I failed when I did it on the podcast. But um, yeah, the other one, Pete. Yes, we did. We were impacted a little bit. I um, thankfully was in Michigan when the hurricane came through. Um, I actually when I am very aware of how many times I'm saying um now. Uh, I was in Michigan um, and it did come through. I mean, it didn't hit us directly. My town got, uh, our downtown area got flooded quite a bit uh, for a few days. I think there was standing water. Um, they couldn't pass through, but Otherwise, just wind and rain, it wasn't bad at all. Um, we were a little farther south, so thankfully we were spared this one. Uh, this was not as bad as Ian was last year for us, but thank you for reaching out. I apologize we didn't catch that any sooner, um, and I'm glad to hear that you also weren't affected too much. Um, hurricanes are no joke, man, and thanks for reaching out. I appreciate it. We got a new friend on Instagram, they reached out and said, hey, my name is Mui, and I'm your friend in Japan, which makes me so <gasps> excited. Yay. They said, I've been binging your show since June, and I'm currently on episode 145. Holy crap, you made great progress. I heard your discussion about the pronunciation of the word karate, and I had to reach out. So the word is Japanese, and Ross's pronunciation is definitely closer to the original. They also sent a video that compares the pronunciations on YouTube. They said, P.S., I love your show, and my favorite is Leanne's musical way of saying trivia time. <laughs> Always makes me happy. It. So thank you so much, Mui. I love that you're from Japan. I'm sure we have other Japanese friends out there, but you are the first one, I think, that has reached out to us and interacted. So thank you so much. We really appreciate that. I am literally staring at all of the people who won in our giveaway. So <laughs> Sorry, guys. Okay. Recommend to a friend. Llewellyn. Yes. I have purchased so many things. Yeah, I can see the, the paragraph that months. you have sitting there. My list is three lines long in our Google Doc. Yeah. Which means that I'll be set for, I think, the rest of... The year. I think the rest of this year. <laughs> yeah, really I've got a few more. It. I just haven't written them all in there. Um Cool. So I guess I'll go first since my name is first. Um, I So I think everybody knows by now I work from home. And um, I have always – I've always kind of been that person that eats my lunch at my desk. 
in any job I have. It's just how I always have been um, for the most part. And so that didn't change when I worked from home. However, my bedroom is also my office and I have a rule that I don't eat in my bedroom. This is a lot of backstory for what I'm about to tell you is my recommend. Um, sure. I... I don't eat in my bedroom mostly because I don't like bugs and I just feel like food brings bugs. So it's just always been my rule. But now that I work from home in my offices, in my bedroom, I have tried to make that the best of both worlds. So I do eat at my desk occasionally, but I try to be very careful. Um, And so to combat that, I looked up like a handheld vacuum and I don't really have like a specific... I'm not going to like recommend the exact one I bought because it's just I literally went on Amazon and bought like a $30 handheld vacuum, but I never thought that I would ever buy a handheld vacuum. Um, But it's probably the best thing I've purchased because it helps me just like get like little crumbs that I've dropped on the floor Um, because I live in Florida and their air conditioning is running all the time. We have so much dust and the dog hair is getting pushed around like my hair that falls out of my head is getting pushed around. And so I get like little hair clumps everywhere and so it's so nice like once a day I usually just take that like around my room around my desk and just kind of clean up and I don't have to pull out a big vacuum I'm able to get in like the corner of places where a vacuum won't reach and it's very nice so if you're a clean freak like me or you just need something to get in the little like nooks and crannies and you don't want to buy like an expensive vacuum that has all the contraptions or whatever the attachments that's a better word Um, just go to Amazon, buy like a $20, $30 handheld vacuum. Mine is like a nice teal color and the filter you can take out and like wash. So it's just reusable. Um, it's probably one of my favorite things I've bought in the last two months. And I use it literally every day. And my roommates have asked me to use it a couple of times. And I've been a little selfish in saying I want it strictly for my bedroom. Um, but it's nice. So I highly recommend a handheld vacuum. Awesome. I think I'm going to make this one super easy. I'm going to combine two of mine, but it's because it's timely and fitting. I am going to recommend the special edition of Fourth Wing. It comes with black sprayed edges and is going to match the new Iron Flame that comes out. We're recording this the night before it releases, so everything will be out before this episode drops um but i will say it once i've said it once i'll say it again if you like fantasy read fourth wing and get the second book which is coming out or has come out this week iron flame get in it read it immerse yourself in the world it's amazing it's so good so special edition fourth wing it looks beautiful and then the new iron flame you can get it on amazon uh, or you can shop local and get it at a local bookstore. You might actually have a better bet of getting the sprayed edges if you go local. So yeah, highly recommend those books to a friend that series. All right. So that's awesome. it. We covered a lot in such a little bit of time. Yeah. Look at us. Uh, go. Next week, we're going to cover the one with all the cheesecakes. Yeah. So we'll catch you guys next week on the one, the friends podcast. <laughs>